Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. I wanted a clever line for uh, this week. <laughs> I know, I'm I trying not to laugh, though. Because I was <laughs> like, wait, and this week we're asking, what's your favorite scary movie? That's yeah. not very good. Uh, and this week's movies don't create psychos. Psy- no, wait, got that wrong, sorry. And this week, movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Yeah, that's a great line. So we're doing Scream this week. Yeah. Uh, we done, last year we done, or sorry, two years ago we done How to Survive a Slasher Movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we actually ended up covering Scream quite a bit in that. And Scream is kind of like about all the slasher movies that, yeah. anyway, so it's kind of the same episode. But people, pe- when we done that, people wanted us to go into Scream more, so. Yeah, we could, I watched it last night. <laughs> so did I. I'm refreshed on it. Oh, we were both watching it probably at the same time. We should have just, for Patreon, we should have just uh, streamed it and opened the chat. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I did, but I thought, it, I started watching it at like 11 o'clock. And I oh, I'd finished it well by then, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, even for yeah. people watching, but then I was like, whoa, but like, Americans. But yeah, I watched half of it on my lunch and then the other half, like, after my dinner. Oh, okay, yeah, you watched <laughs> it in a very, that's yeah, a yeah. weird way to watch it. Uh, I was working away on some bits <laughs> that's a weird way to watch it yeah i was working i was working so i so i watched scream <laughs> yeah um well that's that's how things go i know somebody who she works as a masseuse right okay, yeah and she works a lot with athletes and uh, she's really into horror movies <laughs> right. while she's <laughs> massaging people and working she's wearing headphones and just watch it she has shudder you know the netflix for her movies <laughs> and she just has the, her phone laid down and she just or no actually i think she doesn't even watch she's not even listening she just has the sub closed captions on oh no way and first i'm not sure how you can watch movies like that yeah yeah although she's not a native english speaker so she probably needs the closed captions anyway Oh, right. But still, like, to watch a horror movie without sound. So is it kind of like, you've just got, like, her phone on your back? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she's telling, oh, this is for your something. I'm sure she makes up some (laughs) bogus story. Uh, But but I... uh, I'd feel really weird about that, knowing that the person massaging me was watching Saw 6 <laughs> while yeah. they were doing it. And she's like, what's your scary, scary movie? Are they reacting to it? Like, they jump, like if yeah. they jump at something. Uh, I should have, when I mentioned, I can't remember, I mentioned Patreon a second ago. Why? In what context was that? No idea. God damn it, why did I mention Because I was just thinking, oh, I should have, that would have been a good way to lead into promoting Patreon, but now I can't remember why I mentioned Patreon. I said I definitely said Patreon, didn't I? I don't know if you did. Um, I I feel like a stoner now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like something stone. I definitely mentioned Patreon at the start. Maybe you did. Was the idea of me watching movies while working? But well, on my I lunch and after my dinner, we've only been recording for like six minutes, and I've forgotten <laughs> something I said at like minute two. Anyway, we started a Patreon. <laughs> I'm kind of... Oh, okay. Oh, thank God it came back. Because I was really worried there for a second that my brain wasn't working. Johnny just strokes out. Uh, I mentioned because I said we should have streamed it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. we've talked about streaming stuff for Patreon users. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that is one of the perks we want to do for Patreon. Because we now have a Patreon. So if you want mm-hmm. to uh, support us, you can. Uh, we'll leave a link in the description. But yeah, one of the 
perks is that what we yeah, called them i guess so was to uh rewards perks rewards or? i think is a better one actually yeah yeah although perk perk is like in the fallout games perk is what you get oh, when you yeah, level yeah. up so maybe that's a nicer we should have, we could have perk you know like little pip by in fallout yeah yeah we could have our version our of version of him which would just be buddy i guess yeah uh but yeah one of the things you want to do is uh use a site like rabid which actually doesn't exist anymore but there's another one like it where you can stream you can live stream what you're watching on screen and then oh, yeah. in the chat you can like chat with people and we we're going to do it where you know when, when you hear upcoming us. episode we might p- screen the film as we're watching it sort of doing yeah, our like research l- let you in on our research essentially yeah yeah but uh th- that's not even the main one you we're going to be doing bonus podcasts and uh, live shows and stuff like that yeah uh so if you want to get onto patreon all that's there so scream yeah so scream uh from 1996 uh how long has it been since you've seen it prior to yesterday um maybe what is it what is it now <laughs> what is it now 2019 19 years maybe <laughs> i don't know probably uh I couldn't believe it came out as early as 96 because I know I definitely watched it as like a young teenager, like 12, 13, and I would have been only 11, I think, then. So I must have watched it on like DVD at like a yeah. party or something or like, you know, a sleepover or something like that. Maybe when I was about 12, 13, a year or two after it came well, out. Well, it didn't come out here until 1997. Ah, so that might explain it. I definitely didn't see it in the cinema anyway. I saw it on, on DVD. And I think it was like summer 97 here. Yeah. And I feel like it definitely was one that had a life on VHS. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, definitely did. But that's probably where I saw it. No, it's definitely how I saw it. Like even back then, like VHS releases where there was a big gap between theatrical and VHS and things. I I imagine Scream was in the cinema for feckin' ages because that is one of those films that it came out, had like a 30 million opening weekend, which was good for a film like that and then the next weekend made 60 million and then the next weekend made 120 yeah, and it yeah. just because it, it opened at like number four and that like a week before christmas or something wasn't it i think yeah well right over it was like a christmas release it was yeah, like yeah. the 2020th or something yeah it was released uh but like that's so rare for films to climb films it's not like music where they climb up the charts you open no, no. number one and you and then go drop. down from yeah. there yeah. uh so it's like really word of mouth considered a halloween classic f- for most but is it a christmas classic yeah because i mean the parameters people set up to especially with the whole like argument about is die hard a christmas film it's like no it has to be released during christmas to be a christmas yeah. film so yeah. like this christmas release does that equate to christmas film yeah, possibly maybe it's like the well it's the uk chart thing where like the Christmas number one song is just whatever song is number one at Christmas. And it's mm. always some X Factor bullshit anyway. Yeah. Uh, I feel like nobody gave a shit about Christmas number one until X Factor yeah, anyway. But uh, yeah, like it was a pretty big deal for its time. It was the first film I can remember like people sort of just he- I-, I think I knew most of what happened in it just from like hearing bits yeah. and pieces from friends in school like, whose sister saw it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And the vision that I had in my head was, like, a completely different movie as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. No, it was so... It was, like, everyone was talking about it. Yeah. It was everywhere. And then there was Um, loads of stuff that just didn't have... Like, 
there was stuff that just didn't happen in the film and yeah. it was because well, obviously the kid in my class there, there was also that kid like oh yeah i watched it last night and then he like told loads of stuff to happen and none of it's actually in the movie he was just making shit up yeah he saw the trailer and filled the gaps himself or whatever <laughs> or didn't even he just wanted to like pretend he'd seen you know he'd seen this sacred sort yeah. of horror movie that none of you had seen oh yeah and then, just as I say that, probably saw the trailer. But I was like, "But where would he see the trailer?" Because mm. it's not like we had YouTube or anything. I, you know, I like s- you, you couldn't look up a trailer. You had to either be in a movie of a similar rating to see that trailer, or it would be on TV late at night, and it would be, and it would probably be heavily edited down. Yeah, yeah. Though uh, I remember the uh, trailer for Scream Two being everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, and I don't know why, but maybe it was just because it was at the start of every VHS tape at the time. Oh, yeah. Because there was a period... Oh, that was it. Sorry, I forgot. It's at the start of movies when you rent them as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Scream wouldn't have been because that was kind of a sleeper. So... Not a sleeper yeah. hit. They knew it was a hit, but yeah. they, they didn't reveal... Like, you, nobody knew anything about Scream because everybody thought True Barrymore was the main character, you know? Yeah, not that much was put into marketing, like, for what they got back. yeah. In proportion. But what's funny, I specifically remember a kid in my class telling us about, like, that he had seen it. And according to him, like, so it was about a killer who was, who escaped from prison. Oh, yeah. And he had, like, one very specific detail that there was a scene where the killer... And, like, so in the way he was telling it, the killer didn't wear a mask or anything. Yeah. But that the killer, after he escapes from prison, that he... uh hides underneath like a lorry or something to get out of town and it was just a really weird detail to make up for a film he hadn't seen but that's what's that from i don't think it's from anything i think he just made up a film i think is that cape fear (laughs) it's in the simpsons parody of cape fear so i I assume it's in in the actual Um, one well he might have seen a bit of cape fear and just put them both together i don't know but i just always i always stuck with me that like this kid never saw the film but like had and he went on to tell it to tell the entire story of the film that doesn't exist yeah but those are just the two details i remember and i guess like there is the stuff with cotton weary being the 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 wrongfully accused and being in prison so maybe he's seen a bit with that and then met his own assumptions about oh maybe yeah yeah but yeah it's just really bizarre to me that he had such specific details for a film he was only pretending to have seen to impress (laughs) yeah why why would you go that specific yeah The lies of a twelve-year-old. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I definitely seen it then again. Like, probably when I was about fifteen, I'd say. I probably watched it on TV one night, but watching it last night or yesterday, I couldn't believe how much I forgot about it. Like, I remembered very specific details, like who the killers were and yeah, who dies and stuff like that. But I couldn't remember any of the story or how it all plays out. Weird, because, like, I, I probably haven't seen it in just as long, but I feel like I remembered most of it. Like, I even, yeah. like, knew the characters' names and everything. Oh, no, I, yeah. With the exception of... I uh, always remembered Sydney. that was it. Like, I remembered, like, Sid, Nancy, or Sid Sydney, Nancy. Ran, Randy, Billy Loomis, Stu, yeah. and uh, Dewey, obviously, that's an easy yeah. one. Gail Wetters. Yeah, and... Um, Rose McGowan's the character I was going to say. I can't yeah, what's her name? Oh, remember. she's a really unusual name. It starts with a T. It's like... Um, oh, crap. Well, I can't think of it now. 
Well, it's not too, too important. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I, I remembered most of it. I was quite surprised yeah. by that. The one thing I didn't remember that I really liked... Well, first of all, the nice 90s uh, title with the oh, phone yeah. and the scream over it. But Tatum, sorry. Tatum, that's... Yeah. But uh, the fact that that's the only text at the start of the movie, there's no opening credits. Yeah, what an opening. It's a great opening, but oh my God, I wish more movies would just do that and not have an opening. I fucking hate opening credits so much. <laughs> I just don't like credits in general. Like, it's fine at the end if you want to put your yeah. name up there, but that whole, it's so, like, it's so fucking Hollywood. All of you have to sit and read our names before you no can watch the film. No other medium in the world does it. No. Except for, like, movies and TV. Yeah. Nothing else And why? That. Like, nobody cares. Yeah. It, the worst is when it's like... And you, you have experienced this. When it's like some indie filmmaker in Dublin with a short film. Yeah. And they do it. Or they cut together a trailer and they have starring somebody nobody's ever heard of or yeah, will yeah. ever hear of or will ever or remember. Introducing some actor <laughs> who's never going to act ever again. Yeah. Um, it's like, nobody... Or a film by... <laughs> that's Smart. the worst the idea of film by as well yeah, like, yeah. it's so pretentious yeah. especially when you're a student making a short film I, I started watching another movie I was feeling all 90s then and uh, I had on my watch list was The Negotiator which is like Samuel Jackson and Kevin Spacey yeah the, the credit sequence for that was I'd say about 7 minutes and it was just uh, these black and white images of all the characters uh, like newspaper clippings but they were coloured with this kind of green hue so it almost looked like half negatives kind of thing and it was just that like showing lo- loads of shots from the movie for I'd say six minutes with all the credits coming up yeah. and to the music was like ding, 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 like just real like almost kind of techno-y music I was just like what the fuck is this and the, the thing is I quite like uh, there's great opening credit sequences like the one from Walking Dead and Daredevil are yeah. fucking awesome Dexter was the original the, master of the, yeah book. Dexter was great that, no, that we was, studied that in college that was way too long but yeah yeah. <laughs> and I have like such an appreciation for them yeah. when they're done well but I still am like why do we need to why does anybody need to see because yeah. for most people aren't reading yeah, anyway, so no, I was looking at my phone for that six minutes. <laughs> yeah. you know, like it was just like, and like sometimes I like there is times I'm like, oh, he's in this, cool, yeah, yeah. But like, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, they just annoy me. Yeah. Well, but I guess the reason there were no uh, opening credits for uh, Scream is because there wasn't really anybody of note in it. Like, yeah, no, there was some actress that was in some fucking film from the eighties about an alien that nobody oh, ever yeah. saw since. Someone from a, a sitcom that isn't even on Netflix anymore. Yeah, yeah. It did have David Arquette, but, oh, well, yeah. but he's more Legend, of a wrestler. And it has the legendary, the but master. That's it. Skeet Ulrich. The, Skeet only, Ulrich. the only person of any note in the film. Yeah. Uh, that now, because it's obviously that I'm joking and that film has loads of stars, that makes it sound like we're making fun of Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Which, we, which is the last thing we're going to do. Yeah. Because we, me, and, me and Johnny, don't know if you've heard, we haven't mentioned him for a while on this podcast. But we love Skeet. He's great. <laughs> we haven't mentioned him for a while. I think we talked about him in the last episode. Probably. <laughs> Maybe not the last The last one where we were actually here, I think, he yeah, came yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he probably comes up like one in four episodes we mention him. Um, but first of all, yeah, like it has an insane cast. For, it's great. Because yeah. like, 
Courtney Cox was in the biggest show in the world at the time. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore was huge. Yeah, she's huge at demand. Uh, and I guess that's actually really it. It's not like, like David Arquette was kind of known for Scream. I think so, yeah, yeah. He was but in guess, things, he was recognisable. Yeah, yeah, well, the Arquettes in general are yeah. like a Apparently family he, he auditioned actors. for Billy originally. Yeah, I then think they wanted he, he liked the idea of being kind of goofier, and then they kind of changed Dwayne's character. Yeah. Or, well, according sorry. to him, like, it was Dewey. like... He, he just read the hunk, the script, and the deputy was described as being hunky and stuff, and he just thought, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then they're like, yeah, we'll change some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah. Drew Barrymore was cast, and they were ready to go with her. Oh, she was maybe Sydney, Sydney, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, and she decided, like, close to the last minute, they'd be much better if she just played the girl in the opening and they killed her off at the start. That's fucking genius. So good. Like, because even had her on the cover. Yeah. And that was, like, so the that photo was done before... It doesn't happen in the film or anything. Yeah. No, no. But it was still just pr- promotional. But that was always yeah. going to be the poster for the film. Yeah. But when she... That was Sid on the poster. Okay, sorry. I get you. Yeah, yeah. And then it changed. So that scene probably would have been in the film more so because that if... She, as in her... The picture of her holding the phone with her hand over her mouth would have yeah. been from later in the film when Sid does it. When she... Yeah, I get you. Yeah. But, it, but she just yeah. changed parts. Yeah. And of course, it's like a Janet Lee in Psycho where she dies halfway through the film but just taking it a step further and killing her yeah. seven minutes into it it's um it's the same with uh oh, what movie did it oh deep blue sea did that really well with who with samuel L. jackson does he, he die that early i don't think uh, he di- not that like, early but i think he's like one of the first kills and it's at a really unexpected moment. oh he's just halfway during a speech the shark just comes yeah, up. Yeah, but his whole character is he survived some other disaster and he's this absolute badass and he's like, I know, how, like, we can get through this and then he gets killed. Yeah, but I think also it's playing into it. Samuel Jackson, especially at the time, was known for, like, his long monologues. Yeah, So yeah. you kill him in the middle of one of his monologues. Um, but, oh, yeah, killing her, Drew Barrymore at the start is just brilliant and it's that whole sequence is just fantastic. It's great. It's brilliant. And I love the fact that she never screams. And the movie's called Scream. Yeah, yeah. Because he crushes her windpipe. Yeah, And then yeah. she can't scream. Again, it's really smart. Really, really clever. It is weird to me, though, that the title comes up first. Then you get the opening sequence. Yeah. Like, the the shot of the parents reacting to her hanging from the tree. Yeah. And the camera pulls in really quickly. Yeah. And then it cuts. I thought that would be where the title would come. Then you would think the then title would come yeah, up no, over no. the mother screaming. I... You're probably going to laugh, but I had in my head that then it went one year later and Sydney like going to school and stuff. Because oh, I remembered okay. there was something to do with an anniversary and I'd forgotten it was her mum's death. Yeah. And I had in my head it was so the first murder we see at the start was then then it's a year later. Right. Kind of thing. That's what I had in my head for some reason. And I and I was literally like watching it going, wait, why didn't that text come up? And then it was, she goes to school the next morning and finds out that this girl... Yeah, I, I, that never occurred to me, but I can see yeah. how you would think that. Um, I think I, I always I remembered it as all happening within the space yeah. of a few days. But but a lot of movies do that now, you yeah, see. Yeah. And that's probably... It's a, it's a very common trope that your cold opening like that is set, whatever, 
Well, I think it de- you see it definitely, especially when you see the oh, the title scream has already popped up. You're fully expecting there to be some text between yeah, Drew yeah. Barrymore's body being found and the next scene. Yeah, it's uh, what it's funny too, or not funny, but that uh, it looks quite cool. The fucking quick sort of that the pull into her corpse hanging. Yeah, that uh, is only that was just a normal tracking shot. Oh, right, okay. Originally. And the MPA just demanded that they cut like something like ten seconds out of it, oh, and yeah. they were like, well, "Okay, we'll just like cut one frame for every." So instead of like cutting it down, they just cut out the frame so they could have oh, the yeah. full shot. The MPA essentially what they meant was they didn't want the close up it to pull in yeah, that yeah. close, but they only said remove ten seconds worth or whatever. Yeah, they didn't say which ten seconds. Yeah, and yeah, they're the goriest killings as well at the start. Yeah, the. And it looks like the MPA got, like... Because it looks like you, cut to bits. you don't see who... When your man, the boyfriend in the chair, is, like, gutted. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. But obviously it did. And just in the edit, they had to lose something. Yeah, it looks like his stomach just exploded open by itself somehow. And Which is what... That's the only thing I misremembered. For some reason, I thought there was almost like a Saw movie that they had something set up that, like, yeah. pulled his... I really remembered it that way. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it had something got to do with... The door, like when she opened the door or something, there was something like fishing line tied. Yeah, actually, now that you say that. I really remembered it that way. I th- Yeah. To the point where I was watching, I was like, oh, this must be a TV cut. I feel like I definitely saw a version where that... Maybe there is a deleted scene or something, or I'm just confusing see- it. Now that you say that, that seems really familiar. It's a real Mandela effect there. Yeah. Oh, but I really remember it like that. Yeah, I wonder is there like a weird director's cut that was out in DVD in like 2001? That has that. Um, that's interesting. But it's not like a common one, but it was Extra Vision in Ireland has yeah, that yeah. version. The, uh, um, it's funny too because it got like an NC 17 and like the metal loads of changes and just couldn't please the censor board. And I saw Wes Craven telling the story before where he's like, Bob, Bob Weinstein. Called him one day and he's like, it's, all, it's okay, I got you an error rate. And he's like, how'd you do it? I just told him it was satire. Yeah. And that's all it took. Like, once he said, oh, it's, yeah. you're misunderstanding. It's a, yeah, they it's pitched satire. it as a comedy. Yeah, and then it's we're like, like, okay, well, if this is meant to be funny, then it's okay. Yeah. And it is a really funny movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what... And it's, like, its humour is that it's crazy meta. But it kind of works for it. Yeah. Um, well, we've talked about it. Well, we mentioned it on the slasher movie episode. It's a film. It makes no sense that there is a spoof movie of it. No. Because it's a satire. It, it is, is a spoof movie. Yeah. It's the best Wes Carpenter movie there is. It's it's not quite <laughs> spoof. It's parody and yeah. satire. Spoof is just a step lower. A, a, a few steps lower. It, yeah. But that's so weird that there is a scary movie because... You're making a comedy movie, like a, a spoof of a... A film spoof? that has yeah. already spoofed the genre. Yeah. And, pl- and Scary Movie came out in like 2000, when it's like you wait, like four years after it was released. They were yeah, I think, like they were on three, I think. When Probably, <laughs> they were definitely on two because it kind of parodies both Scream 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. But that's so late. Even like I Know What You Did Last Summer came out like the year after Scream. <laughs> and they're parodying that. And it's like, God, like four years after, three years for I Know What You Did. Yeah. And I know it's like nowadays, you know, if you want to parody something, you need to do it that evening. Yeah. But you can do that with YouTube, I guess. 
for me, like for my perception, like an audience perception, and I could be totally wrong that, um, like slasher movies like that had completely died off. They were gone. They were extinct mm. and hadn't been made for years. And then Scream came out and like created a revival. But they were probably still chugging along. They just weren't as big. Yeah, or well, as... I mean... But it just brought back slasher movies back into the mainstream. So I think... Like... Or at least that was my perception. It wouldn't have been the long time. since the last, like, Freddy Krueger film. But that was very much a sort of meta outing as well. Yeah. But they definitely... It, it was the point... It had reached a point where the slasher films had become parodies but not the way scream was yeah like you know freddy was no longer scary he was making clever quips every time he killed somebody yeah and jason the jason series was they were no longer slasher films they were it was about like a zombie fucking yeah Um, superpower like he was more of a super villain yeah jason x came out around a few years later like yeah 2002 maybe but even the last friday the 13th film would have probably been maybe a year like jason takes manhattan or something would have only yeah, been a few yeah. couple of years before scream yeah like early 90s might be like 91 92 I think. but they're all films that were like declining with each yeah. release and their budget was going down with each release because they weren't as profitable like they probably were limited theater they were probably getting released for halloween and out of the yeah. cinema the next week uh, it definitely yeah reignited this not Just a new to, genre but a new yeah year of it like you were just as you said, uh, I know you did last summer, and then there was like Final Destination and like Jeepers Creepers they, and all those even, kind of movies. Started, all came out like that's all after Scream. Like, you know. Yeah, but they, I feel like those type of films would have it helped them, but they would have probably been Already coming out version. anyway. But it, you have stuff like like Urban Legend. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, there was one Cry Wolf or something that was kind of the same. Oh yeah. There was one like with your man to play every like pretty much there was a slasher film with everybody that's been in a what Joss Whedon film or TV show. Yeah, like there was yeah. one called Valentine with your man that plays Angel. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> and they were all slasher films. And I think what Scream, what differentiated Scream and its clones from say Halloween and its yeah. clones was that it was all about like who's who's the killer. Yeah, that was what they. Whereas like you know Halloween. Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Chucky, all the 80s slasher films. Yeah, you know, it's the monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Scream started the whole thing of, like, who is it? And there was slasher yeah. films where, like, Sleepaway Camp and stuff, I think they were all sort of who is the killer kind of things. But that was kind of the only lesson they took from Scream. Oh, people like the sort of mystery of who the killer is. And then they didn't take any anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why the rest of them are like yeah, awful. Yeah. Even though I've heard, like, I know what you did last summer is based on a novel, and apparently the novels, re- like, it's a young adult novel, but apparently the novels like held in very high regard, like oh, right, a critical okay, yeah. smash and all this. Yeah, yeah. And then they just made, turned it into like a shitty slasher film. <laughs> that's really funny. Do you know what I have to say? Credit to Scream is. It's the whole, like, who's the killer thing. But the movie also never at any point does it try and make you think it's not Skidork. Mm. Well, that's what I think is so clever about it. They make it so obvious that it is him that, that you're like, can't... they're trying to misdirect me. And then when he, when you see him after they have sex and when yeah. the killer comes in and he dies, the first time you saw that, you're like, oh, oh. 
it was all a mystery. <laughs> um, it's funny because watching it, watching it again years later, knowing that it's it's Billy and Stew was just so enjoyable. <laughs> did you um, did you like watching it now? Did you? Yeah, try I was trying and to see... figure out when they swapped yeah, and everything. Yeah, 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 it was good. Um, and it, there's no real way to tell. Like, it seems like Billy is the one on the phone most of the time. I, I, I yeah, I have a point about that. Uh, apparently, there's one shot where. Um, you see Billy, and then the next time you see the killer, they're wearing like the same trousers and shoes. And I was looking out for that. Uh, apparently, it's only in one right. shot, but that you'd really no- that you can notice it. Um, but I was just reading up like like uh, trivia about it. See, I did notice when she's in the bathroom. Remember, we're just jumping back and forward, but everybody's seen Scream, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and- yeah. When they the the attack in the school. Yeah, so yeah. you see him step down from the toilet when he's hiding behind the door and he's wearing boots and jeans. Yeah. And in the very next shot, uh, Matthew Lillard's character, Stu, yeah. when he thanks Sid for getting them off school and gives her a flower. Yeah. And he's wearing, like, kind of loafers, it looks like. Oh, okay. So that wasn't him. But you don't see what Billy's wearing. But li- anyway, later in the film, after they have sex, when Billy's putting on his boots... Oh yeah, they're, they're those boots, are they? It's hard to tell for sure, but yeah, nobody yeah. else, like, nobody's wearing boots in a high yeah, school yeah. in 1996, but he is. Yeah, yeah, so, he's wearing big Doc Martens, like, yeah. But I feel like Billy is on the phone, because he's the smarter of the two, it seems. And when I, like, at the opening scene, I was watching the opening scene, and I was like, oh my god, that's Keith Ulrich with a voice changer. Because right, with his diction and the way yeah, he talks. Yeah. And then I looked it up and it's like this voice actor guy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? And I, I found nothing to say that it was intentional that the voice actor was basically doing a creepy impression of Skeet Ulrich or not. But that's what I thought. It sounds like he watched the film and saw, oh, okay, this guy's the killer. I'll Yeah, but apparently like that's him. not like, but they record, he recorded that live with the actors. Yeah, and it was only a guiding track. Yeah, but they weren't going to. They were going to then put them in. They, and I think the idea was they would have it be Skeet yeah. Ulrich or Matthew Lillard, and they would Do just change the voice. You know what it is? It's what Skeet Ulrich sounds like now. <laughs> yeah, maybe it <laughs> is future Skeet. Yeah, yeah. As a man in his like what late forties, that's what he sounds like now. Um, but he didn't. Skeet then. Ulrich like perfected. Like he he went and he like studied science. He built his own time machine. Also, as he to help his performance in Scream. <laughs> you know, Such a possible. dedicated actor, pretending to be some other voice actor, wearing like a fake mustache and so. <laughs> Um, I like to think that the reason the voice is the same throughout all the films is because there is some sort of supernatural aspect to to the mask or something. Oh, like it's actually... um, Like it's the Dark Passenger, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's... That's a Dexter reference. They think it's them, but it's actually they're being controlled by... uh, Just some force. Moloch, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's credited in every film as the voice. Yeah. So it could be like the voice in your head, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, but no, yeah, it's clearly... Ske- it's meant like, to it's be clearly Billy. Billy is yeah. done behind it all. And I think and it's then- just the way the dialogue's written. Like, yeah. I think Kevin Williamson wrote it that way to be... I think he probably wouldn't give a specific answer on it, but just for him as a writer, he needed to know who it was. Yeah. And I think he wrote it to be Billy Loomis. Yeah, but I, it's very clear. And then I feel like Billy would have been because, like, obviously Stu's character, he's like such an 
he's his underling like he was like coaxed oh, yeah. into doing this so he probably makes him do all the the killing he doesn't want to do kind of or yeah, at least like, like billy killed uh what's it tatum uh like he killed Stu's girlfriend he killed um you know, like with the garage door yeah thing. yeah like that was billy did that. yeah yeah um and then so i'd say when when sydney's first attacked in her house that's stew because billy wouldn't have had time to climb in the window and yeah. stuff um and and he's trying to like get her down so it's kind of a bit suggested like is he gonna rape her and then later on stew's like i've always had a thing for you and so you know and it's just yeah, like, a bit yeah. like She's improvised, um, and then and then you're kind of not sure of like did they intend to not kill her at that point when they're in her house was the whole point to try and scare her and like let her survive to the end or were they always trying to kill her you know it's kind of were I, they just improvising or was there a plan no all I, along? I think the plan was not to I think the plan all along was to plant the seed of doubt in her head about Billy so as he could then prove himself I think the plan was for... Oh, yeah, because they were setting up her dad, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the the plan was just to scare her, make her think the killer was trying to kill her, have Billy show up and make her think, oh, was it Billy? But give her enough... He intentionally dropped that phone. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just to, to give her enough, like, make her suspicious, but to move everybody into a position where they could then make Billy look innocent. So as he could yeah. be in police custody when she gets the other call. yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking that because at one point she has the thing where she's really suspicious that he made the call from jail. But the whole her point is there's no makes, way he could have. Yeah, her suspicion doesn't even mix. Even if there was only the one killer. voice changer and stuff like You can't. He was yeah, in prison. You yeah. couldn't, it had to be Stu who and made that call. she got the phone call that night. Like her evening, like they were in bed in their PJs and stuff. Yeah, like her, her suspicion doesn't make sense at all. Um, mm. Which is fine. You're just, she's just naturally suspicious of something. She's just clearly suspicious of him. Yeah. And, the, and the trope of like your one phone call is really stupid anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A very, uh, it's a real movie thing. But she even says it in that way. Like she's not even, she's like, your yeah. one phone. She's kind of smiling as if it's kind of like yeah. half serious. You could have anyway. called me from prison, basically. No, it's quite smart. There's lots of really smart stuff in it. Um, I noticed, and it's when, um, it's when she's first before she gets attacked in school. It's like when they're interviewing all the kids, and she's been interviewed, and uh, Principal Fonzie, um, he does this really creepy thing where he like grabs her chin, and he's like, "That's you're gonna be okay, Sydney." Bizarre, and it's so weird. But I think it's meant to be. And then, like the next scene we see him is he's threatening the kids with the scissors. Yeah, yeah. And it's really suggestive that he's the killer, or that he's just really creepy. And because then the next thing you hear is him saying. Now remember, children, your principal loves you, and all mm. this kind of, and you're just like, what? But it was all just for fun. Like, yeah. but there's loads of little things of that where there's loads of moments where lots of characters do weird, creepy things yeah, yeah. that go nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually it's kind of like it, the recent version of it, where all yeah. the adults are just weirdos in the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but they a, all know, but they're in denial, and they keep. It's like they keep. It makes them forget and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> there's theories that uh, he was involved. That he was the one that sort of put Billy and Stu up to it. Oh, okay. And like so him he's being their, killed. Like, he's their master. Like, yeah, yeah they, they, they're just like betray him. And yeah. That's what that's about. I don't think there's any evidence for that. Yeah, yeah. 
he'd and need also, to he'd need to re- he'd need to like say one of their names before dying or something for that yeah, to... and then it's also the just the great cameo of um <laughs> was it wes craven's dressed up as freddy doing the janitor <laughs> i love as well as funs closes the door you just hear him you hear fred moment ah you prick yeah yeah <laughs> and it cuts you don't even hear prick it just, ah yeah, yeah prick yeah. it just cuts <laughs> Um, is that suggesting his character was a pedophile? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, which is what most people forget. That's Freddy's origin: is that he was a pedophile? Well, or suspect child sorry. killer. Sorry. They never. Are, I, I thought it was he was. It's uh, heavily implied, oh, okay. but I think they were kind of walked back on it when, like, oh, the start when he became an antihero. Kind yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> um, the. <laughs> I know it's a clever movie with like yeah really good misdirect and stuff I I was Um, meant to say they're in the opening scene it's just something I forgot about but I love it so there's the opening scene and then the cut to the school yeah is one of the most awesome shots ever where it's a crane shot oh yeah and you're panning down along the school then across all the uh, news vans and stuff and then yep. you see Sydney, and then the camera just turns into it. Just turns into a steady cam shot and just follows them walking. Oh, it's probably a handover. Handover, like it's so it's yeah. so smooth. I it looks like it was probably. I I don't think the cameraman switched. I think they probably it was handheld on the crane. Oh, was I think they probably like lowered the steady cam yeah. operator on a crane, and he and just, just stepped off. Him. Yeah, maybe. And, which like probably. The union probably wouldn't allow, but they yeah, just done it yeah, anyway. Yeah. I've I've seen some cool like, and it's easier now because gear is lighter and stuff. But I've yeah. seen some cool handoffs like BTS stuff of like that a crane coming down and like literally handing a guy a camera, yeah, yeah. and then he just takes it and goes. Uh, I saw a great one of, um, and it was for um, some like self-made ad by like the counselors at some kids camp, and they did it with a drone. And they used the drone as like, because, you know, it has a really good steady cam on it. Yeah. And they did a really cool steady cam where they like caught the drone and then they're on the back of a Jeep and using it and like passing it to each other and stuff. Uh, and it's deadly. I was like, that's that cool. is really smart. Um, but yeah, no, that is cool. It's a really cool shot and it just looks great. I, and I always remembered that. It's mm. a great opening. I do wonder in that opening though, why, why are the media and the police all over the school the next day after a murder? Yeah, like, there's no point. There's no reason that. <laughs> why, would, have, why wouldn't they be at the house? It didn't happen during school. Like that's just too. As far as that could be a wandering lunatic. Like in the, your initial suspect for a crime like that would probably be like some drifter. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just or making like, things up. Yeah, or a jealous ex-boyfriend. It's you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, that's it. They'd be calling around to people like that, door to door. There, yeah, yeah. there wouldn't be this kind of presence at the school. No, it makes sense that like the sheriff's at the school questioning people who knew her. Yeah, there's no reason for the media to be there. I get why um, Courtney Cox's character is there because she's trying to get to Sydney. Yeah, but then why do all the media follow her? Then you know. Yeah. Now I suppose there might be media just to like they just want peace. They would just interview, want to interview students to get their reaction, just with the, yeah, yeah. just hoping they could get somebody crying on yeah. camera. Yeah. When you killed those three people in your school, did the, uh, no, did they I go was kind of disappointed by the lack of a yeah, media yeah. presence, but 
Because when I did it in my school. And just another, speaking of things that I'm not sure if it's realistic. Uh, how common were mobile phones, or, or sorry, how common were cellular phones <laughs> cellular in phones. 1996? I don't think they were that common. Like, they kind of acknowledge that, I suppose. There's, It's so weird hearing it, but when the sheriff's like... What have a, you got? What's a kid doing with a cellular phone? <laughs> and he go. His answer is everyone has them these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. Did everybody have them those days? Not really. That's why it's such a big deal that he has one. Yeah. Um, I just loved it hearing cellular phones said so much. Yeah. Like, um, I was thinking about that. Like, like their plan is to to frame her father, right? Mm. So their plan. Is so next level because Dewey calls the hotel he says he's going to stay at, and they say they have no record of him. As in, he didn't even have a booking. Yeah, yeah. So, did they like ring ahead weeks before, cancel his booking, then ring pretending to be the hotel to confirm with him like the day before? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they they really thought that out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, like they had to have found out where his booking was. And then cancel it for him. You know, like, there had to be... To make it look like he pretended he was going off in this conference. Yeah, well, they say that they cloned his... His phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they probably did it ages ago. Yeah. So they knew all that stuff. Or they could have had, like... The father could have booked a room, but it was actually... He was contacting... One of them. One of them, thinking yeah, it yeah. was going to... Which that wouldn't require much effort. Like all he, no. all that would require is them maybe going into his phone book and just changing the number. And Billy yeah, would have been in the house the whole time. Like, well, maybe not the yeah. whole time, but but he's been there, yeah, because it was new for him to sneak in the window. So. Yeah, I don't think he's allowed in the daughter's room. But like, she was going out with him for like two years, so yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's been in the house. Like, which that's what like is funny. It makes it so much darker. He was going out with her for two. years. He was going out with her like before he killed. Her mother. Uh, that's one thing I yeah. I always and remember that, that he came in sort of after the mother was yeah killed. I think I remember that as the mother dying a good few years beforehand. Yeah, I thought it was like when she was a kid. Well, I thought because I knew it was still in. Billy, so I thought I thought she was meant to be like maybe fifteen when the mother. I'd died. forgotten it was actually Billy. I thought it was. I had in my head, but I think isn't that in Scream Two that it's the guy who is in jail was like. Billy's mate or half brother or something? No, in Scream uh, Two, it's uh, Billy's mother. Yes, and then yeah, a random. But I had it that your man is it Cotton? Is that yeah, no, he he saves the day in Scream Two. Oh, okay. I had in my head that it was like it turns out he did kill the mom, but he did it with Billy or something. You know, that's they what I had try. In my head. They they do some mister the same kind of misdirect. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why. Yeah, it's it's <coughs> way I've only seen Scream Two once. See, he's know, kind where... of stalking. Sid in Scream 2 but because he wants her to help him get an interview with Diane Sawyer because oh, yeah. he wants a bit of celebrity because he feels like he's kind of owed it yeah, and yeah. he kind of is <laughs> like, yeah. and she won't really help him so it's kind of like you're meant to think that he's yeah. actually taken up the mantle to get payback yeah. no, which I, I actually think would have been a better ending because there's the whole thing if she you know she saw someone who looked like him leaving with the jacket and then the jacket was found covered in blood and all this kind of stuff and I had in my head that it was he like he was Billy's 
like half brother or really good fr- he was really close to billy and that's who billy planted the jacket and stuff like i just yeah. had all these ideas in my head at all. no because um, he's much older like he's meant yeah, to be yeah. like i don't they're all in their 20s but he's meant yeah. to be he's actually meant to be in his 20s yeah he's meant to be like say a classmate at dewey's who's yeah specifically yeah. says he's 25 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> where Brittany like uh he, David Argetti was younger than like half the cast like Skeeter Ulrich was older than him at the time and stuff and his character was meant to be 25 yeah <laughs> well I'd say they're all just around the same age yeah like surely yeah. I would I'd put them all at around 25 yeah maybe. they're probably all about that age but I don't really know uh like Skeet sorry David Arquette looks so much older than any of them now he d- yeah he does uh, but the, the, that might be relating to his lifestyle yeah have you, have you seen him recently like any no. video, anything i've seen of him it's just him on like late night shows where he's just like hammered yeah, yeah. i remember years ago because they because him and courtney cox got together and got married after yeah, yeah. and i remember somewhere around like maybe five years later and there was some story came out about how she said all he did all all he does all day is get drunk and stoned and watch wrestling <laughs> and i was like right. I, I bet he still just does that <laughs> well he's wrestling now full time oh really yeah he i saw a video of him he done like some hardcore match yeah it's fucking brutal jesus like he gets, i didn't know he oh yeah i forgot he actually wrestled yeah, he yeah. got caught up pretty bad in it like and i think like to do some high spot to go through uh to set up like a, a bunch of like what are they called you know the long the old-fashioned like long light bulbs the oh tubes the, sort of. the fluorescent tubes there yeah, yeah yeah that's a real classic thing you can break them over people yeah yeah, yeah. But they do one where, like, they line up a bunch of them and he's, like, body slammed onto them. So, like, it's different. You break one over somebody's head, it looks like it's a big deal. But, like, the glass... It spreads out too much. But if you land on it... You're just landing on broken glass. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know what... Like, he's got... He he has to have a pretty fucking big bank account at this point. I don't know why he's doing this shit. Like, he's essentially doing the kind of wrestling that... uh, randy is doing at the start of, of the film the wrestler like in those because yeah, he's desperate for yeah, money, yeah. So. <laughs> well i guess he's just doing it for the love of it he doesn't need yeah, it. he's yeah. a millionaire that doesn't need to well just... i mean put it this way he definitely most likely owns a house and has no like living expenses beyond like say food and utilities yeah. you know so and he's probably getting like residuals from things and stuff that would pay for that so you probably don't have like even if he's not making that much money he's probably surviving no problem you know david arquette's net worth is an estimated 25 million dollars well then yeah he's grand (laughs) (laughs) well then you know what fair play to him he's obviously just doing it as a hobby and it's something he loves he likes getting drunk and getting (laughs) he is a former uh world champion really yeah he won the uh wcw which was like the competitor to wwf back yeah, in the yeah. 90s he won the world heavyweight title in there i just don't think of him as being like big well stuff. he wasn't he, he he was um it was just a stunt to promote uh yeah. ready to rumble the film he was in at the time oh, okay yeah because there was loads of wcw wrestlers in it and they just had him like booked into like a four-way match and he just got it was a surprise it was like a shock yeah ending yeah. and then like he lost the title the next night or whatever but still but 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I told you about this in when we done yesteryear's news today, but the WCW title. So that oh, back in the wrestling. Yeah. yeah, well that used to be that was the same title that would have been the NWA title back in the old territory days, which was the same title that would be Frank Gotch and all those lads would have fought for back in like nineteen twenty when wrestling yeah, was yeah. real. So the lineage of this title that David Arquette won goes back like a hundred years some reckon it actually the technically the lineage would go back to uh, the title Abraham Lincoln won. It's the same it's <laughs> the same championship. So like how that's much really has that legacy been ruined over the years? Yeah. Um, that's actually a really good episode of yesterday's news that we could probably put out as a a bonus or a mm. uh, a Patreon because it's, yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily apocalyptic, but it's just a very interesting episode. Um, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Johnny does the whole history of wrestling. <laughs> I feel that. like wrestling has came up a lot recently on the podcast. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, let's take a break there because yeah. we've been talking quite some time. And uh, we'll get into like surviving it when we come back. Yeah. So uh, depending on where you're listening to this, you uh, may hear a few ads. I can't remember where we really finished up. We well, we finished up talking about the history of the, of wrestling, <laughs> of WCW, the WCW title, and David Arquette. Yeah. Um, well, no, we just kind of finished up like yeah, talking about the movie and the characters. Well, well, speaking of David Arquette, he has one of the greatest lines in the film. Yeah, uh, it's so clever. It's so it, it's weird that it's even in the film because like the film predates a lot of like columbine and stuff yeah yeah but when he's dropping sid off at school like the day after the attempted murder yeah uh he just says it's school you'll be safe here and, oh, yeah, and it's yeah. played for laughs you meant <laughs> yeah, to be like yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's school is a safe place uh, but that's what i found hilarious too that like she was somebody attempted to murder her the previous night yeah and she's in school yeah. And the same with Billy. Like, let's forget, we don't know he's a serial killer yet. No. But Billy has just spent the night in the clink yeah. for for being wrongfully accused of trying to murder his girlfriend. Yeah. He's sent to school the next day. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly, of course he's a serial killer. Like, his, his dad does not give a shit about him. He sent no. him to school. Like, he's booked that night. He so, like, he probably spe- didn't sleep. He spent the night in jail, and he's meant to be like seventeen or eighteen. And yeah, his yeah. dad sent him off to school the next day. Yeah, it always struck me as funny. You know, you've seen Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. You know when the Zodiac killer like announces that he's going to, uh, I think he's going to blow up a school bus. Oh yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character is like waiting with his kid for the school bus, and then he doesn't let him on it. Yeah. If you're a kid, if you lived in San Francisco and your parents let you board a school bus that morning. <laughs> how would you feel <laughs> even if you didn't know about what was going on at the time but if you grew up if like you, yeah, you were you in college later, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, a fucking serial killer threatened to blow up a school bus a killer that you you knew you know. for a fact was like yeah, yeah. to be taken seriously yeah and you sent me to school that day <laughs> it's um that's an interesting thing is we never see him or Stu's parents or their relationship with their parents. Well, we see Billy's dad in the, when he's been questioned. Oh, we do. Sorry, I was thinking we didn't. Um, but we do. Um, 
Yeah, well, whereas every other parent, it seems to be out of town for like, but yeah, like Stu's yeah. parents, they go out of town. Like his friends are being murdered, and they're like, and well, it, it seems to be like after the first yeah. murder, they're like, well, we're we're still going on a <laughs> yeah. weekend away. Like, bye. Um, it's really smart, actually. That was another smart thing. Is um, it's never said it's Stu's bedroom, I think, but it's heavily implied it's his bedroom. Is when she's been chased around Stu's house after um, Billy is supposedly killed mm. and she go because he sends them to his parents bedroom yeah yeah and then she runs around to another bedroom and she blocks the door with a surfboard and there's all these like dolls heads and stuff there's like it's oh, really I quick i i didn't see it but i read it then in trivia that there's all these like like the room is just full of like basically serial killer shit right um it's just like the den of a serial killer. Like it's all decorated up with like dolls' heads everywhere, and this, um, it's a real creepy place. Like, but it's clearly oh, a, a okay. teenager's bedroom as well. So it's meant to be Stu's bedroom. Now, there's a thing actually I did misremember for the film. I did always think that Billy's character lived in a trailer, kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I didn't think it was said, but yeah, it was like at least you just knew he came from like a bad background. But it's only. It's literally it's his mum left town. Yeah, and his dad look like when you see his dad, he's I think the dad's wearing a suit, so he yeah, looks yeah, like he's, he's a, a, an yeah. accountant or something. But Billy's clothes are like a bit sloppy, and he I just, think Ski Ulrich just has that look to him. I think that's like, just how he showed up on set. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, right, you ready to go? <laughs> and you know what? Actually, I think in Scary Movie, his character is like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. he might even live in a trailer on campus or something. <laughs> Some really stupid, like. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but can you imagine? Right, even if you are a psycho and a serial killer, right? Nobody knows that. So your dad doesn't know that you spent a night in jail and you slept like a baby because you were just not scared or bothered. Yeah, by, yeah. like being well, everything's in jail. going to plan. He was delighted. Yeah, yeah. He probably had the best sleep of his life. Yeah. So your dad doesn't know that. Your dad, like. Your parents, whether it's your mum or dad, their assumption is going to be that you had the worst night of your life. You didn't sleep. You were terrified and scared. They're not going to fucking send you to school. Yeah. Or unless he insisted on it, in which case I'd be like, oh, my son's a serial killer. <laughs> Are you sure you want to go to school? Yeah. Like, yeah, I slept like a baby last night. <laughs> I think he's in even wearing jail? like the same clothes. Yeah, it's like the, when he it's shows like up. Like the he, sheriff dropped him to school. Yeah, yeah. Or he or he wondered it like he left the the sheriff's uh, offices and just walked to school because it's probably around the corner. Like, but that's of their town. What, uh, like even like when he meets Sid and that's in school on that day. Most of the conversation is back to like her being withdrawn and essentially not having sex with him. And it's like, I know you were just, somebody just tried to kill you last night. But I want a bone. And obviously that's him, like, because he, he, they're like, abiding by these, her movie rules. So that's why he's so focused on it. He just needs, he, he just wants to have sex with her. So as, so he can kill her. So as he can kill her, which yeah, is. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. So that's why they, they definitely weren't trying to kill her at the start. No, no. Um, That's really funny. Because it also seems like a really mad, elaborate way to scare your girlfriend into sleeping with you. Was that his motive all along? <laughs> you know? um, it seemed to be part of his motive. It's like an ulterior motive. Yeah. Uh, 
when um this is skipping right towards the end but when they uh because um, like okay actually so ski ulrich we're kind of we weren't actually making fun of him really it's just like a an old, a ongoing joke from this podcast where we talk about him yeah. a lot but because he is quite a good actor yeah he's insanely good when it's revealed that he's the killer like the the third act he's so good in it like he just yeah. turns it up his delivery he does this speech about like when he reveals like why he's the way he is and he talks yeah. about abandonment issues what it does to a yeah, person yeah. and then he just looks at her and he goes like i mean it certainly fucked you up made you sleep with a psychopath yeah and the way he delivers it <laughs> is so great. good uh, yeah it's so funny. He's brilliant in it. And um, Matthew Lillard. I, I really like him anyway. He's, he's somebody great. I'm so surprised he didn't have like a huge career. He done I well think for Scooby himself. Scooby-Doo killed him a bit, didn't it? Uh, I think that might have been... I think if he didn't do that, he might have like disappeared off the map completely. Maybe, uh, he's I think in, that was probably his best payday. Like He's good in... Have you watched Good Girls? He's in that. I don't even know it. Um, I can't think of her name. <laughs> But anyway, it's, he, he's um, somebody if you actually look at his IMDB he's like one of the busiest actors in the world he's in loads of stuff yeah, but yeah. it's just like yeah but it's like voice work for loads of stuff like yeah, he's in he does a lot of TV shows actually yeah um, but he's really good like he, have you ever seen Salt Lake City Punk no no it's a really good film it's kind of like I guess it, it's been so long since I've seen it but it's kind of like a train spotting kind of film yeah. set in Salt Lake City in the early nineties, a bunch of like punks. Oh, maybe I have seen it. Uh, he's really good in it. Yeah. Uh, there's another good actor in it. He plays a good, he plays heroin Bob. He's another actor who uh, <laughs> you'd think would have had a bigger career than he did. Yeah. But it's a really good film. But uh, like he like they're both like they both just turn it up so much for that end, and it's yeah. mad. Like we're just stabbing each other. <laughs> There's a weird, again, you probably got the same version. There's a weird thing where you don't see... The final, when he's stabbing, when Skeet is stabbing... Yeah, Billy stabs Stu like three more times and you, you just, just hear he, it. Yeah, you see Sid, Sid's reaction. Yeah. And that, it's a weird, it's a weird edit. It is like a TV edit. That's definitely, yeah, that's the MPA. And it looks like her reaction isn't quite from that same no. scene. And then you, you see him, he turns around like he stabbed him in the back. And, like he got his arm... And then he got him somewhere else on the torso and on the back. He gets him three more times. And I love um, <laughs> that moment where like, he can't find the gun. And then he's just like, my mom and dad are going to kill me. <laughs> where he's on the phone to her and he's like, did you really call the police? Yeah, <laughs> he's got, apparently he improved like, most of that as well. One of um, the best. Uh, well, I'm not sure if this is technically <laughs> improv. But you know when, when Billy's on the phone, Skeet Ulrich's on the phone to her. Yeah. And you know when he gets angry and he throws the phone, oh, and he hits, and he hits it. That's that's not no, it that's was neither, take, wasn't it? That's not, yeah, it's it. neither improper in the script. But Ski Ulrich didn't throw the phone at like he was meant to throw it at the wall, but because he was covered in like all the fake blood, it <laughs> yeah. just slipped before he let go. So it whacked Matthew Lillard on the head, and that's just him being incredibly pissed off at He's like, the, man, the person in the scene. But he calls him a dick, like. But yeah. that's just that's just Matthew Lillard calling yeah, Ski Ulrich yeah. a dick. Um, I do like their plan is to stab each other a bit <laughs> I feel like uh, it's, Billy, it's, Billy's plan is for Stu to die anyway yeah. like I, I think he definitely that, wants to kill because he turned on him. he's a liability it's, yeah I think he would like even make it like 
I wouldn't even be 100% that the plan was to make the father. Oh, yeah. I feel like in the back of Billy's mind, it's like, well, no, I'm going to blame this all on Stu. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just seems like he de- he definitely wanted Stu dead, too, just because he was a liability. Oh, definitely. Like you were saying, he's definitely the... He's definitely not the dominant one of that relationship. Um no, he's clearly the the follower. <clears throat> yeah, you even see that in the video store scene with Randy, where Skeet. Yeah. That's the first time you're like, oh, well, he's definitely the killer. They just dropped the veil for that scene. Yeah, yeah. but that's the thing. There's actually, except for the moment where Billy is supposedly stabbed, there is no point where the movie tries to tell you it's not Billy. No, yeah, only it's just so clear that you're like. It's too obvious. That's yeah, exactly, and that's yeah. the idea. And then the oh yeah, it was too obvious. So of course yeah, yeah. he's dead. But yeah, it's yeah. really smart. I don't know. I can't think of any other movies that do that. Where and then like, it never even occurs to you that there could be two. That's what's great as yeah. well. And then and like when sense. you see he's still alive, when like Sid runs in, when it's Randy and Stu, and they're both accusing each other. Yeah. And then she comes in, and you find that Billy's still alive, and he falls down the stairs, and like, oh, he's going to end up being the hero, of course. Yeah. I like his gradual, the more he gets down the stairs, and the closer he gets to the front door, he gets stronger and stronger, and yeah. less hurt, to the point where he's just turns around and shoots your man. Yeah, but I thought that would, like, well... I don't know if I ever thought it, but watching it, I can see how you would think he's getting stronger and stronger because they're going to make him the hero. That's the twist. Yeah, yeah. He's going to like be the one that saves the day. Yeah, and that's how they're going to like spin the genre on its head. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe how much we both enjoy this movie. Yeah, so it's, a, it's such a good it's film. Great. It's so well written. It's crazy as well, just how like it's nearly two hours. Yeah, it doesn't feel it's it. Speeds by even though like it's quite. A, it doesn't rush or anything like it, it builds oh. up it is like there's some parts with it's kind of like moves like a slow burn but i mean it just keeps your attention for the entire thing like yeah it's crazy how how just well structured it is yeah. and also and for a movie like that yeah and also and this is the thing for a lot of west craven films but it's so colorful and bright for a horror movie like you could see everything there's yeah no really dark scenes at all like even all the outdoor stuff at the very opening like it's really well lit it's yeah like... yeah but and like even like the the scenes of them like on, on the high school campus and stuff like that it looks more like back to the future or something yeah, yeah. Uh, but all like that's a weird thing with his films where they're just really bright and colorful like even the nightmare on elm street films yeah, yeah. uh it's just his style uh now <laughs> here's the thing with um if we're talking about this as a survival scenario, yeah, are we the most likely suspects? <laughs> I was just thinking that. Um, just as I know, you kind of said it already. Is it's like none of the adults, like none of the parents, seem to take the murder seriously. Yeah, well, and <clears throat> I none mean, of the sheriff does. Like no, kind of <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's the one thing with the film. Where, well, this is clearly just what was convenient to the writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you read into that it, world, then, well, yeah, clearly no yeah. parent in this town cares about their children at all. Yeah, yeah. The fact that there's so many people at that house party in the end, it's a party out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, and there's a curfew. <laughs> like, what parents are letting their high school kids 
go and go, do that, yeah. go there. They what they needed was just one scene of like say Dewey calling the sheriff about something and the sheriff just being like I'm busy over at such and such and you just see all the parents are at like um they're all at like a swingers party or something <laughs> you know what I mean I and he's just say, say like a town hall meeting no no and he's <laughs> just trying to like that the parents are like letting loose somewhere else and not giving a shit about where their kids are because it's just because they're just going nuts or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> the town hall thing is probably more likely but yeah. or they just like it just so happens that all the parents of all the main characters are all time sharing a holiday home or something that'd be really <laughs> funny just cut to them like in this quiet log cabin like make it look like Jace, like a like a Friday the 13th movie but nothing happens and keep cutting back to it <laughs> and then be like can't get reception hope the kids are okay <laughs> it's okay they're all in my house <laughs> I know you can't remember the sequels but are you surprised that they didn't like try and bring either Billy or Stu back to to life or anything yeah I would have liked Skeet to come back. But yeah. It would have been really stupid because he got shot in the head <laughs> yeah. in the end. Apparently, for Scream 3, yeah. Matthew Lillard was going to come back. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure how they would have done that. Yeah. He was bleeding he, he out said hard it in and an got interview. electrocuted by TV. Sorry? <laughs> he was bleeding out a lot and got electrocuted yeah. by TV. Yeah, like, it seems like Billy would have even been more likely, <laughs> as unlikely as that would be. Actually, uh, technically. <laughs> Uh, Stu is in Scream 2 for some reason Matthew Lillard just visited set one day (laughs) and so they just put him in the background of a party scene Uh. (laughs) (laughs) and like he's got like bleached blonde hair from whatever movie he was doing at that time Yeah, so he looks a bit different but still just clearly Matthew Lillard that's really funny so (laughs) there's maybe a hint that he did survive and took on a new persona and just yeah I don't think it's even it. I don't think that's even what it's meant to be. It's just like they cared so. They're just like ah. But you know, what I mean? like, like, but if you take of that like in canon, like in their world, then mm. they have to be him. Well, it's also me- it's only meant to be like a year later. Like he yeah. he'd, he'd at it's least be need, recovering. <laughs> yeah, he'd at least need like a new face or something. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so survival then is it? Are we billions too? Is that what you said? <laughs> well, I think just because if we were, if it was like this going on amongst our friends. Well, first of all, we're far too old. It's not age appropriate for us to be in this scenario. No. But if it were, <laughs> I think uh, people would be like, well, it's probably the two guys that have... Like, it, it's about people obsessed with movies yeah. and culture and pop culture, like, replicating their favorite movies. So if we were, like, 17 and we do this podcast and we're in school... That's... I think we'd be suspects. Yeah. Or we'd be Randy. Who was the su- like? That's who I thought yeah, when I yeah. originally saw Scream. I was just like, "Oh, that's clearly Randy." Yeah, I they're, tr- that was they're trying to misdirect by making it Billy, but it's clearly yeah, yeah. Randy because he's clearly he's smiling through all his lines, talking about murder and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, it, although once you get to the house party and he's like drunk and telling everybody, then you're like, oh, "Okay, he's clearly yeah. just a nerd." Yeah, yeah. But up until that point, it's. Well, it's weird, he survives, same. but then he's not in any of the sequels, is he? Um, is it? Yeah, he's Jamie in Scream 2. Oh, is he? Oh, I yeah, yeah. he survived. Um, Actually, he's in all of them, because he leaves... He dies in Scream 2. Spoilers for all the Scream films. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure people knew that was coming. Uh, he dies in Scream 2, but then... Oh, he leaves the video! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I remember now. Yeah. Which is quite good. I like that. Yeah. 
I forgot about that. I was thinking he wasn't in the sequel. So, yeah, yeah he, I think he gets like a real brutal death in Scream 2 as well. Oh, yeah. Leatherface is busy out there. Jeez. Yeah. Is that going to show up? So, yeah. Um, There's a chainsaw in the background. Here, we, right? we, it's funny because like that's annoying me now. But in the last Halloween, or the slasher film episode, I put in the knives of Chainsaw in the background. <laughs> we have Buddy out doing his chores. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, we'd fall into that character then, wouldn't we? The, the um, Randy character. Yeah, Randy. Now, so we'd be the main suspects. Or we'd be the, we'd, we'd be we'd be the adult that dies, the disposable adult. Like, we'd be Kenny in the van, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or may- maybe our best way to sort of do it as a scenario is that we serv- we're in a, we're in a sequel. So we're still going up against, like, Ghostface or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. Because that's the thing. No matter... They change killers for every movie. Yeah. But still, once they're in the Ghostface costume... Yeah it seems like they all have the same powers and that it's the same killer once yeah. they're in a mask. Cause for some reason, even though like there, there's no supernatural aspect here, yeah, it does Voices. seem like everybody's superhuman once they're in that mask. And because in the first movie, there's two of them, they can go from A to B very quickly. That's the most clever thing about the film. It explains how like, cause yeah. there's always the thing in slasher films. Like, well, how can this killer yeah, teleport? Yeah. yeah. But because there's two of them, they can. They but then the sequels, they forget about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think actually in the Scream Tree, I think it's only one. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's. A, I've completely forgot. There's a Scream Four. Oh yeah, there is four. I think it's two in that as well. Well, I mean, it's just like in the opening scene, he like jumps through a glass window. Or and. Yeah, like headbutts us through glass. <laughs> yeah. And stuff. yeah. <laughs> like there's definitely uh, a bit of. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like you just feel maybe you just feel more the, the adrenaline rush. You just feel that. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know you hear actors when they like put on a military outfit in a film that yeah. you don't really need to do any work after that. You just feel, yeah, like you belong in it. Yeah, or you especially hear like when people actors who've played Nazis or SS officers, they just yeah. monster in the outfit. You just feel weird, and it's very easy to get into that place because you just yeah. feel like a bad person. Or you, or then you you're the director of the movie you volunteer to put it on to strangle a woman on screen. But you know, well, I mean, yeah. each to their own. Well, so my thinking is because I, I think there's some weight to that because even Nancy or Nancy Sid keeps saying <laughs> Nancy. Well, is really it's because it's I think it's Nancy in Scary Movie. That's the it's not even oh, Sid and Nancy. Okay, that's the yeah. joke. Yeah, yeah. Um. So for some reason, she puts on the costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scream. Which is really weird that she decided to do that. Yeah, it's a weird moment. Yeah, because uh, she does it. She does it just for a second. Yeah, but she has a lot of power for that second. She's wearing yeah. it. She stabs him with an umbrella. I think there's something too. Just once you have the outfit on, yeah, you're more powerful. That's very suggested. Yeah. Um, Basically, what I'm saying is, if we're going to go up against Ghostface, we just need a Ghostface outfit. We'll be oh, equally matched. Okay. So are we? We're the two guys in the first one who get in trouble with the principal for running around the school <laughs> in costumes. Only and we survive. And then the following summer, we, we, re- we remember the power we felt wearing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when there's a new killer around. 
<laughs> or if if we were the killers in our version it's like oh well it can't be Shane or Johnny they can't be suspects they're not tall enough <laughs> <laughs> of course why didn't I think of this the killer's clearly 12 foot or whatever <laughs> well no because they're on his shoulders so it's like, like 8 foot yeah. or something <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that killer is clearly 8 foot tall <laughs> and a little bit bendy in the middle <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a hunchback version of Jason uh, but uh, <laughs> I like the idea it's, it's the two of us but on each other's shoulders and like the whole point of it being two of them is to like take Teleport, suspicion off we, the other one yeah. and do the whole be in two places at once when like somebody explains that to us oh, oh, that, that a bit, oh we probably wouldn't like, get caught if we done that yeah my back is killing me man yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like when, like at the start of the film when like we're running after Drew Barrymore, I just fall off your shoulders <laughs> and bang my head off the ground. <laughs> I just keep going. Yeah, with that, uh, that'd be great. I'm mistaken for a victim, but I actually just fell off your shoulders. <laughs> uh, I don't know why we're going with us being the killers. That's a yeah. that's a weird direction. I'm finding it hard not to go that way. Uh, <laughs> don't know why. But no, I think, um, yeah, you just get your hands on a costume yourself to go up against him. But then you can be mistaken as the killer and you don't want That's that. That's where, like, you get shot by cops and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I'm not sure what else you do. But it's it's kind of back to uh, the rules. Obey the rules. The you know? rules, yeah. Um, which actually... That's a really good moment is Stu does his whole, I'll be right back, and he comes back. Yeah, yeah. Which then proves that he is one of the killers, but you so much so that else has happened at that point that you don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, there's been a lot of talk about the rules, and when you break down the rules, well, there aren't many. No, <laughs> like, it's like there's three. Yeah, like, don't have sex, uh, don't get drunk or do drugs. Yeah, and never say never <laughs> but i think that's I never go anywhere alone that's like an, an addition to the third rule there's a few uh, don't say who's don't ask who's there oh one. yeah yeah but a lot of them like they don't drink and do drugs i mean everybody's drinking and i think the don't drink thing is like just don't underage drink like if you're uh, well, 18 yeah, yeah. or 21 in america you yeah. can drink in a horror movie yeah um the thing is yeah don't do taboo things that teenagers do yeah essentially yeah. But and then it's one of those things that like there's so few films where anybody abides by those rules anyway, even survivors. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Sydney breaks all the rules and survives. Yeah. Well, Repeatedly. yeah, that's the that's yeah. the point. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's take another quick break there, and depending yeah. where you are uh, or what device you're listening to this on, you may hear a few ads. But yeah, so back to surviving Scream it is a hard one to talk about. I think if we get ourselves uh, a ghost face costume, we stand a chance because I, I think that that does imbue you with some sort of power. Yeah. Um, that added with the head on shoulders thing is likely only one of us gets stabbed. <laughs> well, that's Whoever's true. on the bottom. That's actually leads me to another thing. And I'm surprised. Like, they just never say it in the Scream movies. Or at least not in the first two. I can't remember, really remember two or three. But I think maybe it's the case now. But anyway, 
are either of them wearing bulletproof vests or anything, do you think? Or stab vests? Or do you think they have on any protective item? They have to because they they come out of... Right, so we see... Whichever one of them it is, is attacking someone at any one time. Mike Sorry, yeah. Whoever's been um, attacked at any one time, they're thrown out defensive punches and kicks. They're getting, like, thrown with stuff and... Um, there's a lot of like they should have some kind of bruises or scratches on them, and right up to like when when Stu comes around behind Randy and they're trying to get in the house, like he is pristine, like there's yeah, not a mark yeah. on him, and and he's like in his t-shirt and he's clearly gone and gotten changed as well because he was wearing the kind of like the Hugh Hefner thing around the house, oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like and it's uh, when we last saw him and and he did just disappear while everyone was like. You don't know where he's gone during all that time. So it's nearly obvious at that point that he is the killer. Yeah. And he comes back and he's pristine. Like, there's nothing. So they have to be wearing some kind of protection yeah, or padding, yeah. I think. Yeah. And that, it'd explain a lot. Like, if, they're, if they've got some sort of a helmet or whatever underneath the mask, it'd explain, yeah. like, how you can headbutt through a glass. Like, pain. is the mask... Like, we're, we're familiar because it's such a popular Halloween costume yeah. when we were teenagers. And that it's this, like, really soft ruby mask. But it's never implied that it's the soft room except for oh no Dewey buys one doesn't he yeah oh yeah. I forgot about that uh, I was thinking is it more solid the mask than you think do you know but actually, what's actually interesting about that costume the one you see Dewey with yeah that is exactly they want the one they bought for the film as in that was a costume in oh right okay. it wasn't designed for the film oh and they made their one from it wasn't they just know they they Landed on that. They had loads of designs. Then, like, somebody bought that one in a store. Just been like, this kind of looks like it could work. Oh, yeah. They tried it, really liked it. Then tried to, like, replicate it to avoid being sued. Oh, yeah. And they shot the opening scene with it. And Wes Craven was just like, no, nah, we just we need to just use the original. So he made them change. He made them use the one that they had bought, and just been like, "We'll worry about copyright after." <laughs> and then, well, I think they just shot the first scene. Yeah, yeah. Then contacted the company that made it. Like, I think he had loads of people trying to trace where it came from, and they just couldn't find because just some, some. It was a mom and pop sort of company. Really? Yeah, and so they let them use it. I think they charged them a hundred dollars. Oh, but they had to show it. Was it? They had to credit them with it, but also the company, I think they were called like Fun World Inc. Yeah. They copyrighted, they went straight away copyrighted Ghostface. Uh, so okay. as even though they were they were only compensated like $100 for the appearance in Scream, yeah. but they got to... So they probably owned they all kept, the costumes you see they now. Kept, yeah, they so, keep yeah, the copyright. Yeah. So. That's the same way to do it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, you know you'll make money of it later. Like, oh, they yeah. must have made so much money off it. Yeah. Well, like... Owning the car, that's like the George Lucas yeah. taking, like, sell it, letting Fox keep all the profits from Star Wars and he kept the merchandise. Merchandise, right? like, best decision he ever made. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish I created something so insignificant that ended up somebody just liked and then putting <laughs> yeah. in a horror movie and making a fortune off and it. And I imagine they probably just designed it and sent the designs to China and then they came back made Ooh. you know what i mean like they, it's not like they're in the back in their shed making like 200 of these masks and put them in packaging well, i don't you know, know. I, mean? I think that might have, i could say be, that yeah, probably yeah. is how they've done it. i'd say that'd be much cheaper than shipping it probably, to china yeah. 
I would say like the the it's a mom and pop store, but apparently it was a very popular costume around California yeah. in the nineties. I'd say it was just some guy. He he was probably studied mask making and special yeah, effects maybe, in college, yeah. like and it's a great just costume. made a mold for them, like and he yeah. probably just made like you know if he even made like twenty of them a day, yeah, yeah and shipped them off to a few di- different costume stores, you're probably making a bit of money off them. But yeah, great story. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the significance of telling it was. <laughs> well, yeah. another thing, like maybe with the the killers from Scream. So if we're going to be in this scenario, we're probably going to get a call from them. Oh yeah. So is there any way we could maybe outsmart them with like you know movie knowledge or during the quiz or anything? I think we'd probably impress them. But he does say, if you get the questions right, we kill you anyway. Yeah. Well, he yeah, he reveals that at the end, yeah, yeah, I guess. But you don't know that at that point. Because, yeah, because I think, well, no, I'd probably just annoy him more. Because my thing, I think you could argue with him, especially, you know, the Friday the 13th question. Yeah. Like, technically, she's right, because the Friday the 13th films are split into parts. They're not considered, you know, it's Friday the 13th, part oh, t- two yeah, and three. Yeah. It's, it's like a volume, so technically yeah. they're considered the same story. Yeah, so it's not technically like a sequel or another movie it's like the next chapter i guess yeah yeah that's how they class them at least i think they're all still sequels we know like kill bill volume one and two yeah people can say it's one film with two volumes if you use part if it's part one and part two it should be the same yeah so uh i would say technically jason Voorhees is one of the killers in friday the 13th yeah that's true but uh yeah i don't think that would work my answer would be, though, Jason's mum, because I wouldn't know her name. <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees. Like, yeah. You know. Well, that's what they... That, uh, yeah. Is that, they say her name. I don't, I don't know. know if her name's actually said in yeah, full yeah. in the film. Yeah, and that's something that, like, when you watch the film, I kind of thought that that would be an ongoing thing, that he would quiz somebody each time he calls them. Yeah. I think I even remember that coming up again in the film, but it doesn't. Uh, so that was just what they yeah. done at, uh, in the moment. Well, that's, yeah, so one one way to at least last longer is to have good knowledge of scary movies. Yeah. Because you keep them talking longer, the more they're talking to you. Maybe the they'll grow to like you. you. <laughs> yeah, they might learn to like you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the other way to survive is to set it, is for it to happen now, because just nobody answers their phone anymore. Yeah, it's still, you'd just be getting, like, annoying WhatsApp texts. You'd be added <laughs> into some group. <laughs> Random WhatsApp texts. Watch your scary movie. Delete. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, well, I, I haven't... I, or wait, maybe I watched, like, the first episode of the Scream TV series. Oh, yeah. But I wonder how they handle that, like, the technology evolving. Because you've got caller ID, you've got... I'm sure it's just, like... a. F- Ghostface just has his own like Facebook page with his picture, and he's like <laughs> doing the up. same thing. <laughs> yeah, the Scream series is weird because it's like it doesn't. It's not go. It's not Ghostface. It's like the Lakeside Slasher or something. Oh, okay. It's just yeah. another slasher it's just series. And then I the, assume it's the story just broken up into eight hours. I think it? it's a new story. Like oh, okay. it's kind of just the brand name Scream, yeah, and yeah. the killer vaguely looks like him. Yeah, but I then watched it. the third season is Ghostface, and it's only like three episodes. Oh, okay, and it all aired like over one weekend or something. 
Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, it's a really yeah. weird way they're doing it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they approach the change in technology. Because, like, I've seen Scream 4, it's from what I remember, and I remember very little of Scream 4, I think that just goes, like, all out comedy, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I remember the opening scene, it's, like, two two girls, two college girls sitting down to watch Stab 6. Oh, yeah, they... There's a move. There's a slasher movie based on the screen from screen on what has happened yeah, in yeah. the screen world. Yeah, yeah. But they're sitting down to watch Stab Six, and they're watching the opening, and they get into an argument, and then one of them stabs the other one, <laughs> and then the camera pulls back, and it's another two girls, and they're watching Stab Seven. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps. And like Jay and Silent Bob have a cameo in it. Really? As Jane Silent Bob. Because <laughs> at the same time, Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back was be Oh wait, no, sorry, Jane Silent Bob have a cameo on Scream Tree. So already got silly by Scream Tree. That's like funny. they're in Scream So it's in the Jane Silent Bob universe, I guess. Well Jane Silent West Craven it's weird because they're in Scream as Jane Silent Bob, but in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back yeah. they wander into the set of Scream Four. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you're one, like, it's somebody, it's Tori Spelling or somebody, she goes to like take the mask off. And the, she has the killer knocked yeah. out and she takes the mask off. And it's a monkey. It's the monkey that Jane Silent Bob had earlier on. Oh, yeah. And she's just like, God damn it, where's a monkey, really? And it just cuts to West Cream. And she's like, Whoa, I thought it was clever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they make the joke in the first scream that, uh, Tatum Rose McGann would be played by but, Tori Spelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might not be her, she might be in it in Scream 2 in or, the stab but oh, there's definitely okay, yeah, something. Yeah. But uh so yeah, they got silly by Scream 3, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh but Scream 4 is really silly. Yeah. And it's not funny. good. And it was West Craven's West Craven's last film. Oh, yeah. oh, oh way to go out, which just a very bad bang. <laughs> a bad bang we'll just end it there on a down on yeah, a down, a big down. we um, never really mentioned I, sorry yeah. I just was going to say we never really mentioned that we were doing this because of you know we're in October it's Halloween but yeah. uh, it wasn't really a Halloween-ish episode no because um, just as you've said all that and that okay it's quite a meta movie and then it gets as you think it seems to get more like off the rails meta as they go on with the sequels and stuff but when uh, there's the big reveal at the end when it's Billy and Stu and they're explaining and talking about the rules, I kind of had this moment where I was going, do you think Billy knows he's in a movie? <laughs> Is that why he's such a psycho and why he doesn't care? Because he knows he's in the movie universe. Like, not that he can break a fourth wall, but he knows it's not a real universe, so he can just kill people and do whatever he wants or at least that's what he thinks you know because it's kind of implied because they're talking about like it's not a movie There's, he has this line where he's like it's all a movie yeah, so, yeah. and I was like mm. yeah well you know if if it was modern day I would think he's Billy probably would have spent a lot of time on 4chan and stuff <laughs> yeah. like, so if he does he might not necessarily if this was now I'd be like okay he might not actually think he's in the movie but he yeah. might think it's all just a simulation yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, 
I guess they won't do it now that there's a series, but I am surprised there hasn't been a remake. Yeah. Well, because the series, that's yeah, kind of the popular thing now. Yeah, but because of the Netflix and stuff. Like that. The series, I think, it's on like MTV. It's like a cheap sort of, yeah. I don't think anybody watches it or cares about it. I think they could do a remake or a, or a Scream 5 and nobody would even notice that there was a series in between the two. Yeah, I know what you mean. I didn't. Know I didn't realize there was three seasons. I I didn't know there was. A I went looking for the other day. I went looking for the movie to see was it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. And while looking for that, I was like, "Oh yeah, they made a series." Because that was on um, Netflix. Yeah, I think I might have watched like an episode or two of one season of American Horror that came out around the same time, and it just recommended it to me yeah, because yeah. I watched that. Had I not watched American Horror, who would have never? I'd yeah, never yeah. heard about it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's never come up on any of my suggested like. stuff ever. Okay. I suppose now, realistically, Edis Five would be to not go to the party, not yeah, get drunk, to have decent parents, to have decent parents, and yeah. if you're old enough to, then uh, just buy a gun. Yeah, like realistically, if you're in that situation and it was like you're living in America where you can buy a gun, and it was somebody like killing all your friends, you would just buy a gun. Yeah, and that's definitely gone. Like. I'm not sure about the whole thing with oh, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. But the only way, but that's the way to stop a bad guy with a knife is with a gun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's certainly the easiest way. Yeah, because like, yeah. a good guy with a knife could probably stop a bad guy yeah. with a knife too. But with a gun, you don't even need to get up close. Like you've got yeah. such an advantage. Yeah, in the in the opening scene where on the voice the killer he says, um, "We're in the middle of nowhere out here." I instantly just thought, then where's her gun? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have, ex- I knew she didn't, but I was like, when he said that, I just expected her to go upstairs to her parents' bedroom, open the wardrobe, open the gun safe, take out a shotgun. <laughs> <and> just go, <laughs> that was the thing. Like, <laughs> it's one of the few American movies I've seen where somebody like is in a sheriff's, specifically a sheriff's squad car. Yeah. And there isn't like a shotgun mounted between the, drivers and passenger seat yeah yeah there always is like, or maybe yeah. there was she just yeah didn't pick it up. oh in like the lock safe yeah, yeah, yeah. uh i'm surprised she didn't have on her own gun too because she's sydney i mean uh she's yeah. a very good shot like so yeah and the fact that like her mum was killed and all that kind of stuff you would think um but you know but they are all, un- they're all only meant to be like 17, 18, yeah, well, so they true. couldn't legally buy a handgun. Yeah, so yeah. they can't be walking around with AR-15s to protect themselves in, in school, specifically. Well, yeah, I guess so. So, are we- <laughs> <laughs> so if they could have bought a handgun, everything would have been all right. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, because if, if if a handgun was so easily gotten, Stu and Billy would have had them too. The only way they got one is because they got Dewe- Dewey's. Yeah, that's true, actually. it's um... So it'd probably been easier for them if they could have had... Because that's actually kind of off topic, but there's a film, it's referenced in Scream, uh, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh, yeah. And there was a sequel, like, the it, it it's actually one of the very first slasher films from, like, late 60s. But uh, there was a sequel, maybe six, seven years ago. Yeah. And in that, it's quite clever. The killer is obsessed 
so it's weird so the original film is a film in this movie but it's a film yeah. based on a true story oh, okay yeah. and the killer is like obsessed with it so it's like a classic slasher film where there's all these elaborate deaths like you know people being thrown into a combine yeah engine yeah. and all this mad shit but when you actually see him commit his first the killer commit the first kill in it he actually just stops somebody on the side of the road with a shotgun and like marches them out and pretty much gets them in the position to have an elaborate death oh uh, okay he, yeah so it's all it's essentially fake he's fake and being a jason Voorhees or a michael myers he's just uh, holding that gunpoint that's really smart and, and making it look like there was this elaborate uh death yeah. he's doing movie kills but you have to get them to do yeah, yeah yeah but he's not running after them or doing yeah, any yeah, yeah. sort of what you'd call any of the leg work <laughs> yeah yeah uh, he's <laughs> like that's really smart yeah yeah uh, it's good and i feel like that billion stew would have done that if they had access to guns yeah um like there's a quite there's a little hint at it where when sydney first comes out after talking to the sheriff in school when they're interviewing all the girls friends Drew Barrymore's friends mm. and Stu says oh man do they ask you if you hunt yeah and he goes yeah they asked me that too and then the girls are like why would they ask that and I was like because we've practiced gutting things yeah. and stuff you know? and it's kind of implied that they do go hunting but they never say it specifically it's just yeah like that it's a community where like it's not a city they're in the country like yeah. Drew Barrymore's house has like cornfields opposite it yeah, and stuff. Yeah. so they're, they're a country town so yeah, there's like a Northern lot of California. guns around yeah. and clearly like they wanted to recreate a slasher movie so that's why they're stabbing everyone but there should be more guns around so, yeah if you think of it you'd imagine there probably yeah there would be a rifle in some of the houses they are in there would have been a rifle somewhere yeah or a shotgun or something i don't know they're all they are clearly all rich people Might, well yeah see as well though they could all be like it seems like they've got very everybody has rich parents especially if they don't care about their kids and they're off on holidays and yeah, their houses home. are like their rich people houses yeah. so I, I imagine a lot of them could be like really liberal as well yeah. and be anti-gun yeah, there's those kind of like early '90s movie rich people. Yeah, yeah, who, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> who I'm not sure who don't seem to exist in real life. They're, they're yuppies but, who now have teenagers. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, like they're '80s yuppies, and now they have teenage kids. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's because um, it's also it's a really nice town. It looks like yeah, too. yeah, like it yeah. costs a bit to live there. And the sheriff's department seems to be the sheriff and Dewey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like I think there's one other guy. <laughs> you, you like hear people it. There's one moment where, like, uh, Dewey's sister, like, makes fun of him. Yeah. And you hear everybody in the station laughing at him. But he he calls himself um, the town deputy. As in, yeah. like, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> I took that to mean, though, is does that just mean there's, like, the sheriff? And then there might be, like, a bunch of captains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just one deputy. I think it's he's meant to be the rookie like yeah no i think so i think it's probably the idea is the other people you hear laughing at them in the headquarters are just uh like people or people brought in oh yeah it's just other people there yeah yeah because there is a bunch of squad cars yeah yeah. but uh i think we're just going to keep yammering away yeah we are yeah uh i think yeah it's i mean it's a scenario that you know you survive it if you're just a bit smarter than your average victim in yeah. a slasher film yeah uh you know people in this like they point out the flaws in logic 
yeah, yeah. the characters have in uh, horror movies and then like walk right into those same traps anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the idea. Yeah. You could always get a gun, but uh, I think... Well, look, realistically, look, if if there's a serial killer operating like this, just don't go to school. Yeah. For, for one. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Definitely just wouldn't. Get the hell away, like... But, but other than that, yeah, I'm not really sure what you can do. I think, no. you know, it's it's a fun film. It's, re- it's a really good film. Most of the scenarios we cover are ridiculous. This yeah. one, even though, you know, serial killers exist in, in our world, it's like, yeah. in a way, it's the most realistic thing we could cover. But it's also the most ridiculous in yeah. how it's done. Exactly. Like, you'd never yeah. be in this position. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think the way to do it is to just, you know, live clean. Be celibate. Don't drink. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just be a good and, Christian, and, yeah. and and just don't get caught. Yeah, don't get caught. Basically, yeah. and uh, frame frame your girlfriend's dad for it, any scenario. Really, like if oh, you, anything, if you just want to get out of trouble in any way, that's uh, if you, so, if solid. You, if you eat all the the pie in the fridge, yeah. it was your girlfriend's dad. If you forgot her. Birthday. birthday it's because oh well the dad your dad told me it was a different date uh, yeah. he told me if i came near you on it, your birthday he'd kill me <laughs> <laughs> so i think we'll leave it there because we're just uh we're just filling I filling know, yeah. time now uh, i think we yeah we survived scream i think most people would we we might get away with a few cuts and bruises but i think yeah. be okay. if you're abiding by the rules of the film we probably don't but uh no but nobody does other than or we get in the car and go to the school to go look at the principal's dead body and we're fine i know we're finishing but that is a really weird part in the film <laughs> that everybody is just excited the party. <laughs> now i guess judges and they're the we, guys he was given out to yeah wearing the masks earlier with what we know about the principal though he's a bit weird so i can yeah. see why they didn't like him yeah also, he did, you see, when he opens his... When he's in the principal's office, he's yeah. got the Fonz jacket right. in his closet. Like, true story, I once saw him thump a radio, and it came on. Just saying. Weird principal. That is pretty weird. But uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. And uh, remember, if you want to support the show, you can join Patreon. You can always support us by just leaving us a review. Oh, uh, yes. You don't have to leave the review. The rating is more important. Uh, five stars or four, maybe. But uh, yeah. try if if we if if you consider us anything below a three, maybe maybe don't maybe leave. don't yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, tell all your friends. And I mean, if you don't like the show, I would still say leave us an honest review. Like criticize us, but still like. Hit, hit the five stars <laughs> like yeah. nothing nothing would uh <laughs> not nothing would put us in place more than a real sarcastic yeah. <laughs> review <laughs> like, yeah. i'd i'd uh i'd love some feedback but with five stars <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard you, you hear about how like the best the best way to uh get somebody back is to kill them with kindness so yeah. if you really dislike the show do that like yeah, be yeah. really nice and really review. nice yeah. Or be really harsh, but give us five stars. Either way, that yeah. that, that really put us in our place. A bit of good news and a bit of bad news together <laughs> balances out. It's nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, until next time, have a nice apocalypse. Stay safe and be prepared. <laughs>